0: Welcome to Catholic Conversations. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca, and today we're going to be talking about, well, not so much talking about. Uh, What I meant to say is I'm going to be reading to you the sermons of St. Vincent Ferrer on the nativity and Christmas Eve, on the eve of the nativity. And so this is great sermons, excellent stuff, 10 out of 10. And uh, I want to read it to you because one, it'd be easy. It's an easy thing for me to do real quickly. So, okay. Uh, I don't want to waste any more of your time, so I'm going to jump into the sermon on Christmas Eve, and then I will split it up and then do a sermon on Christmas. I may even split that into two videos and this post them a week apart, one, the Christmas Eve one today, and then the Christmas one right before Christmas. We'll see what happens uh, when I do the editing. Anyway, let's begin. St. Vincent Ferrer's Sermon for Christmas Eve, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the generations of Christ was in the wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to St. Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Our whole sermon is about the impregnation of the Virgin Mary. But that you may perceive this material in your souls with the sweetness of devotion. First we we shall salute the pregnant virgin. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. She was found. I find a great difference in sacred scripture between the conception of Christ and his birth especially in this because the birth of Christ was not entirely hidden in secret. Rather, he wished that it would be announced to the world and published through the angels and through the heavens, through the stars in the east, through the animals, through the eastern kings, just as it had already been prophesied. I will move the heaven and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will move all nations and the desired of all the nations shall come. Note the heaven, that is, the holy angels. But about his conception he wished that it would be hidden. To no one in this world was it revealed, not to the patriarchs, not to the prophets, nor to the holy persons, but only to the archangel Gabriel, and to the Virgin Mary, as it had been prophesied by Isaiah. From the ends of the earth we have heard praises, the glory of the just one. And I said, My secret to myself. And the prophet speaks in the person of Gabriel and the Virgin Mary. Note, from the ends of the earth, the ends of the earth are taken in two ways, either locally or temporally. With respect to the first, by calculating from the center of the earth, that which is the most distant from the center is the circumference. This The earth is the center, the circumference is the ethereal heaven, the imperial heaven. Behold, the ends locally from, the, from which Gabriel and the Virgin Mary heard The praises of the just one, because it is a rule in holy theology that when he is called just, it is understood absolutely always by the of the savior. As for the second, the ends can be taken temporally. There are seven temporal ages of the world. The first was from Adam to Noah. The second from Noah to Abraham, and third from Abraham to Moses, the fourth from Moses to David, and the fifth from David to to the Babylonian exile, sixth from the Babylonian exile to Christ, and seventh and last from Christ to the end of the world, about which the Apostle Paul said, quote, we are upon whom the ends of the world are come, and quote, behold, the temporal limits about which Gabriel and the Virgin Mary speak from the ends of the earth. That is the ultimate age of the world. We have heard praises, the glory of the just one, that is, the Savior. Tell us, tell us, angel Gabriel, about these praises and the glory of the Savior. Say something to us, he responds, My secret to me, supply I shall keep. See how the conception of Christ was hidden and secret. About which David said, He shall come down like rain upon fleece, and as showers falling gently upon the earth. The difference then is clear between the birth of Christ and his conception. Nevertheless, although his conception was so secret at the beginning, nevertheless, it gradually became manifest, because a pregnant woman, at least in giving birth, reveals her pregnancy. So it was of the virgin, whose belly and uterus had swelled, and she could no longer hide her pregnancy. On this account, the proposed themes speak, she was found with child. The theme is clear. And since I am concerned with the pregnant virgin in this sermon, I find that the virgin was found pregnant by her fiancé, Joseph, in three ways. First, through the sense experience, per experience sensualem. Second, through the divine wisdom, per sapientium divinalem. Third, through a special excellence, per exellatium specialem. For each of these themes speak, she was found with child. Sense experience. I say first that the Virgin Mary was found pregnant by her espoused Joseph through the sense experience. All knowledge is had through the same sense perception. Though sight, was recon- uh, we recognize colors through hearing, sound, through the sense of smell, odors, through taste, flavors, through touch, hard or soft, hot or cold. If you say to someone, how do you do this? He replies, because I have seen or heard it. It is clear, therefore, that all our cognition is through the senses. The philosopher Aristotle, since is not deceived about the proper object, especially the sight, unless there is a defect on account of the honorable judges, make a great difference between eyewitnesses and hearsay or belief. An eyewitness is greater. And so Christ rebuked the Jews who refused to believe him, saying, we speak what we know. We testify what we have seen. And you receive not our testimony. Note What we know, namely, I and the Holy Prophets, we speak in this way from sight. The Virgin Mary was found by her espoused Joseph to be with child. Imagine how after Mary had conceived, filled with joy, she went to visit Elizabeth, her cousin, literally her related sister, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, as the angel had told her. She stayed with her for three months, as Luke says. Her fiancé Joseph came to Nazareth to visit her and saw her womb swollen so he found her pregnant. Think how Joseph would have wondered, because he had not touched her. Moreover, as the holy doctors say, after they had become engaged, the Virgin Mary persuaded her fiancé, who was also a virgin, that they would take a vow of virginity together. So much more did he wonder when she seemed pregnant. Therefore, the beginning of today's gospel said, When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, that is, to live together, and have relations, she was found to be with a child of the Holy Ghost. Whereupon Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to expose her, was minded to put her away privately. Think also when she was found pregnant by her parents, who did not believe that she had sinned, but they wondered about what this this was. On the one hand, they were thinking of, the, of her great devotion. On the other hand, they saw her pregnancy. Her mother said to her, Daughter, what is this? the virgin mary replied to her mother that is this is that which pleases god who can do to his creatures whatever he pleases o oh, daughter what will people say that my daughter got pregnant before she was married think of the distress of the virgin who dared not reveal because my secret to me think of the entanglement in which joseph found himself who was poor who was old and poor and the virgin mary young and stunningly beautiful Bernard says that Joseph, on one hand, was considering the holiness of the virgin, and that it could not be that she had sinned. And on the other hand, he beheld her pregnant. And since by nature a woman cannot conceive without a man, therefore, like an olive, his heart was between two millstones. Signs of a Bad Woman And because he was a prudent and wise, he considered all the signs of a bad woman, which are, one, an irreligious heart, two, a garrulousness in speech, three, personal untidiness, four, voraciousness in eating and drinking, five, laziness towards work, six, vanity of dress, and seven, contempt for her husband. Each of these signs indicates a woman is bad. But Joseph found none of these signs in the Virgin Mary, rather the total opposite, all the signs of a good woman. The first sign of a dishonorable woman is an irreligious heart towards God, disregarding masses and sermons because she does not fear God. May God keep her from being inconsiderate, because unless a woman retains a fear of God, no other fear will hold her back from evil. Fear of God and devotion restrain Susanna lest she sin when she said, I am straitened on every side, for if I do this thing, it is death to me, and if I do it not, I shall not escape your hands. But it is better for me to fall into your hands without doing it, than to sin in the sight of the Lord. Joseph, however, was thinking about his fiancée, whether she was devout or irreligious, and he saw that he had never seen such a holy and devout woman, because she always wanted to pray or read or contemplate. And on the foundation of devotion a woman should ground herself, otherwise she will fall. For other foundations no man can lay but that which is laid. But Joseph did not find these things in the Blessed Virgin Mary, since she was most devoted and ardent towards God. So scripture says of her in Proverbs, The woman that fears God, she shall be praised. Two, the second sign is a garrulous talkativeness. God keep her from the opportunity. Reason because no devotion remains in the soul from words, just as no scent remains in the nutmeg jar which is left open. Authority: where there are many words, there is oftenness want, namely of goodness, Proverbs 14:23. And so you should raise your little daughters lest they become talkative. And so First Timothy says, "Let the woman learn in silence with all subjugation, otherwise it is a bad sign. but a quiet woman is good. Note the signs of tenace, uh, tessenternity of the Blessed Virgin, because she is painted with her eyes larger than her mouth. And so she is properly represented to indicate that she had a great eye of the heart for thinking and contemplating, but a mouth small for speaking little. Mary kept all these words in her heart. Joseph considered for himself if his fiance was loquacious or garrulous, and he saw that she was not. Moreover, she preferred not to speak. A sign of this, as I said, that the virgin had large eyes and a small mouth, is clear in the portrait which St. Luke painted, which is in Rome. 3. The third sign is bodily untidiness. When a woman goes about lasciviousness, dissolute, and vulgar, it seems that she has ants on her feet. According to Ambrose, a man's body is an image of his soul. So, Solomon says, a woman meets him in harlot's attire, prepared to deceive souls. Talkative and wandering, not bearing to be quiet, not able to abide still at home, now abroad, now in the streets, now lying in wait near the corners. And she immediately puts herself at the windows. But Joseph did not find the sign in the Blessed Virgin, because she never left home, unless she went to the temple. And thus she went about totally composed. She always had her eyes towards the ground in a gesture of holiness. She never went dancing, but went about with downcast eyes. So scripture says about her, How beautiful are you, my love? How beautiful are you? Your eyes are dove's eyes besides what is hid within. The Holy Spirit says, How beautiful are you to the virgin twice? Because she is beautiful beautiful in body and beautiful in soul. Note, your eyes are dove's eyes. He does not say falcon's eyes. The fourth sign is stuffing the belly with food and drink. It is a bad sign in a man and in a woman because of those nearby parts and stimulate each other. Hence, a full belly immediately stimulates its neighbor. And because of this a gluttonous person necessarily is lustful. Holy Scripture says of gluttons, they shall eat and they shall lift up their souls to their iniquity. But the Virgin Mary ate very little, only enough to sustain the body. She was almost always fasting. Fifth, the fifth sign is laziness, as when some women say, I will not work, I have brought so much from my dowry to my husband. Therefore, saint Bernard writes, Idleness is the mother of trifles, the stepmother of virtues. So because our body is of the earth, it has the conditions of the earth, which is left uncultivated, brings forth thorns of lust and weeds of bad thoughts and sins. Also about the body of the lazy, on this account, sacred scripture says to the body, "'Send him, the servant that is, the body which is like a servant who is to be directed, to work, and not to be idle, for idleness has taught much evil.' But the virgin was never lazy, rather she was always busy about holy works." Jerome says that she would arise in the middle of the night and pray. Then she spun and wove. Sixth is vanity and excess in dress. Women may dress themselves decently and honestly according to their status and condition. But when they pour all their time and zeal in dressing themselves or their body and they don't care about their soul, God help them because such women are vain and have a vain heart. So scripture says, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Note the rule of the apostle Paul, quote, women also in deceit and decent apparel, ador- <clears throat> adorning themselves with modesty and sobriety, not with the plaited hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but as it becomes women professing godliness with good works, quote. Note sobriety in measure according to the condition of their status and the ability of their husband. But there are many women with no regard, and they should be ashamed at what they wear, like the outfit or jewelry which a prostitute wears. And so Scripture says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. The woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. But the Blessed Virgin Mary did not care about jewelry. She washed her face well with the pure waters of tears. Saint Anne her mother was adorning her with many jewelry. Out of love for her mother, she wore it in the house, but not outside the house. But the daughters of today do just the opposite. Wow. The seventh sign is contempt of the husband. It is a sign that she has her heart for another. When she argues with her husband about fashion and about other things, she immediately wants him to get it for her. According to scriptures, a woman ought to honor her husband. And so the apostle uh, commands, saying, Let the woman learn in silence, with all subjugation. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to use authority over the man, but to be in silence. We also read in Esther too that Asurus, Asurus and his people were saying, Let all wives, as well as the greater as of the lesser, give honor to their husbands, and that the husbands should be rulers and masters of their houses." Neither, neither is this a sign of contempt found in the glorious Virgin, because although she was young, beautiful, noble, and rich, and her spouse old and poor, nevertheless she honored him more than any woman in the world. All in all, Joseph found no sign of a bad woman in the Virgin Mary, but all the virtues and traits of a good woman. On the other hand, he considered what nat- whether, whether nature would permit a woman to conceive without a man and he saw that it seemed not. See how perplexed he was? It was like his heart was pressed between two millstones. On the one hand, he was afraid to make her condition public, because she would have immediately been stoned to death according to the law. On the other hand, since he was a just man, lest he seemed to consent, he thought about going away quietly and leaving her. And so the prophecy of David was fulfilled, saying in the person of Joseph, Fear and trembling are come upon me and darkness has covered me. And I said, Who will give me wings like a dove, and I will fly and be at rest, and I abode in the wilderness? As for his proposal, note fear of consenting and sin if he stayed with her, and trembling lest he defame an innocent one. So he proposed to put her away. It is clear, therefore, how the Virgin Mary was found with child." Morally, you should take care, like Joseph, that there be no impediment when you wish to contract marriage, like parental permission, or affinity, or something else. And so it is in ordination of the church that it be declared, and so scripture says, Marriage, honorable in all, and and the bed undefiled. It is honorable when there is no impediment. Divine Wisdom Second, I say that the Virgin Mary was found to be with child through divine wisdom. That is based on the rule of theology says St. Thomas in the first, in the Prima Pars, in the Mysteries of God. That is, the secrets, depending on his will alone, cannot be known unless through his revelation. None of you can know my heart unless I should reveal and manifest it. How much more so with God? But that which happens naturally can be known. In this way, doctors know the hour of death of a sick person because although the effects is in the future, nevertheless the cause is already present. Not so with the will of God. And so scripture says, For who among men is he who can know the counsel of God, or who can think what the will of God is? It is added, And who shall know your thoughts unless you give wisdom and send thy Holy Spirit from above? Now Joseph, when he saw that his fiancee was pregnant, could not naturally know the truth, because the conception of Christ had no natural cause, for it did not come through the celestial consolations nor through angelic process nor elemental or human, therefore it could not have been known unless through divine revelation. Think therefore how Joseph, who was a holy man, just and good, turned to God in prayer about this, asking the good pleasure of God to reveal the answer according to that of James. But if any of you want wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men abundantly, and it shall be given him. So Joseph did. When he wanted When he wanted at night to retire, he first kneeled down in prayer, saying, Lord, you have given me a great grace, giving me this damsel as my fiancée. But Lord, I see that she is pregnant. How is it that a woman so holy is pregnant? And similar words, and he wept much. I believe also that the Blessed Virgin, on the other hand, was praying to God lovingly compassionate over her predicament, and that her saddened fiancée might be consoled. I believe that even the mother of the virgin was praying that they not be disgraced. Think how God listened to those devout prayers. The gospel says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in his sleep, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which the Lord spoke by the prophet saying behold a virgin shall be with child and bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. Think how the angel spoke to him the prophecy of Isaiah. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son not the father nor the holy spirit. Think what kind of joy 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 Joseph had when he knew the truth. From this, uh, this, a question emerges. Why did the Virgin not reveal it to him when she saw his sadness and perplexity because he believed her? Although nowadays a fiance does not believe a fiance fiance does not believe his fiance. I respond that a secret entrusted should not be revealed when the one by whom the secret is entrusted is good, just and holy. Otherwise it can be revealed, for it is good to hide the secret of a king, therefore the Virgin Mary who had a most deli- delicate conscience, chose not to reveal it lest she offend the king, especially God. Note this is against note uh, note this is against many vain persons who, if God give them some grace or revelation, cannot keep silence. they immediately reveal it and wrongly, unless and wrong, they immediately reveal it, and wrongly, unless about this they expressly know the will of God, especially because sometimes they believe the illusions of the devil to be divine revelations. They are like hens who cannot keep quiet until they lay an egg. About such scripture says, He who discloses the secret of a friend loses his credit and shall never find an intimate friend. See the reason why the Virgin Mary did not reveal the secret committed to her to Joseph or to her mother, but the Holy Spirit revealed it to Elizabeth. Third, I say that the Virgin Mary was found to be with child through a special excellence. Generally, when women are pregnant, they are thin, pale, and tired, and hungry for all kinds of things. But it was not so with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Some holy theologians say that the fact that the virgin was pregnant, rays of splendor shone forth from her face, especially when she was close to childbirth. This can be proven in three ways, through philosophy, through theology, and through experience. As for the first, the philosopher Aristotle says that every natural agent, to the extent that it is That it gives of the substantial form to that extent it also gives the accidents following the form. What gives fire gives also heat and light. So God the father of his substantial form gave his son to the Virgin Mary. That the son of God is called form the authority of scriptures. Who being in the form of God emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. It is no wonder then that it conveys a radiance in the face. And so when pregnant, the virgin was more beautiful and more glowing. Second, it proved it is proved theologically. We read in Exodus thirty four that because Moses had spoken with God in the mountain, rays of splendor rays of splendor shone forth from his face, so much so that the people could not even gaze upon him. Behold the reason, it the face was so splendorous from just a conversation with God. How much more, therefore, the face of the Virgin Mary from from the conception of his Son? The Apostle Paul makes this point, saying, Now if the ministration of death, engraved with letters upon stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which is made void, How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather in glory? Ministration. The ministration of death was the law of Moses, which did not confer a life of glory. Third, it is proved by experience of a crystal lamp, which is beautiful in itself and bright. But if the lamp within is lighted, it shall be more beautiful and even brighter. The same with the Virgin Mary. Think how her body, beautiful and pure like a lamp, and the light is inside, illuminating the whole world, is the Son of God. No wonder, therefore, if the virgin was then brighter and more beautiful, inasmuch as as the text says that Joseph knew her not from these rays of splendor because eternal light was in her. Note here how Joseph, having received the divine revelation, humbly sought pardon from the virgin for his suspicion, which he had had which he had had of her, saying, O blessed, why did you not tell me, because I believed you? And that she comforted him sweetly, congratulating him that he would be the groom and companion of the mother of the Son of God and his parent. O blessed family, how reverently then did they both adore God incarnate in the womb of the virgin! And so if you wish to have this association for yourself, you should do like the merchant Valentine did, who every year on Christmas invited to his home one poor old man and one woman having a little child. They represented for him the virgin with her son and Joseph. It was revealed about him that at his death, the virgin with her son and Joseph appeared to him saying, "'Because you have received us in your house,' so we receive you into our house. About this Christ says in Matthew 25, Amen, I say to you, as long as you did it to one of these, my least brethren, you did it to me. And so the money which you pay out in gambling, you should for the love of Christ give to the poor. The poor, who, are, however, who do not have, nor can they give money to themselves, can at least present tomorrow, Christmas Day, as many Hail Marys, As days she bore him in the womb. Or how many weeks or months? Forty weeks, nine months, 277 days. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Whoa, that was pretty intense. So I actually... That was the first time I read it. I didn't read it ahead of time before reading it to y'all. So I was reading it for the first time along with y'all, which explains a lot of the flubs throughout it. So I apologize for that. Uh, a couple things I wanted to note is one, St. Vincent Ferrer, um, the he says that St. Joseph was old. You know, this is a disputed question in theology on whether or not St. Joseph was old or young. I generally am in the opinion that St. Joseph was young, but I could be persuaded otherwise. I'm not surgeon on that matter, but I find it the most convincing. Um, the other thing to note is St. Vincent Ferrer was one of the greatest preachers who ever lived. He was a saint, uh, when we think of his name, uh, Leonard of Port Maurice his patron was St. Vincent Ferrer and Leonard of Port Maurice was a Franciscan and Vincent Ferrer was a Dominican. St. Vincent Ferrer was also a miracle worker. He was known as the angel of the apocalypse. And also he received, he had many visions from the saints, from God, from the Blessed Mother. And so he was not just a brilliant man being a master of theology, a master of Thomas Aquinas by the time he was a teenager, but also he also was one of the holiest men. Having visions, having great holiness and love for God, and so such eloquence in speech, and so many miracles that he performed, and so take what he has to say seriously, I would say. And so the fact that he says that Joseph was old gives me a little pause on my opinion, to be honest. Um, Though there could be other explanations, but the uh, other thing I'd like to note is the fact that the that's uh, the section here on the signs of a bad woman. I found incredibly fascinating to me. And I'd like to see more about that topic. Let me know if you're interested in that topic, if you hated it, if you're like, St. Vincent Ferrer was a misogynist. Or if you're like, wow, I'd never heard anything like that. I would like to hear more about that. Uh, I'm very interested. I'm, I'm very intrigued by what St. Saint, what Saint Vincent Frere had to say here on the sermon for Christmas Eve. Anyway, I'll link down the sermon in the description so you can take a look and read it yourself if you're interested, if you're so inclined. Uh, finally, I decided, yeah, this was a little long. That was 30 minutes, and so I will save The Christmas Sermon for a Different Day. probably I'll probably release it on Christmas Eve, probably. And I'll release this one a week before Christmas Eve. And uh, finally, I said finally like 10 times. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, soapboxes, negativities, positivities, or anything in between, feel free to like it down below. Comment down below on this YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. If not, you can send me an email at Production at gmail.com. That's Production at gmail.com. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, soapbox, negativities, positivities, or anything in between. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe and share this with someone that you think needs to hear this Christmas Eve sermon from St. Vincent Ferrer. Okay, without any more uh delay, let's end in a Ave Maria as usual, and we will conclude in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tuus Iesus. Santa Maria, mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.